I'm Francesca Donnellan. Welcome to Becoming More Human, the podcast. Every generation, through its arts and creativity, explores the same questions. Who am I and what really matters? We are so often taught how to emulate others to make other people happy. But how do we access what's good for ourselves and be strong enough to actually claim it? It's a constant practice because we all keep evolving. There are no limits to personal growth. You can start your journey today and get closer to discovering your true self. Give back to the people around you and make the world a better place. Welcome back, everybody, to Becoming More Human. Thank you for joining us on this journey. And thank you to Uncle Kevin over there in America, looking through the screen at me. I'm so lucky we get to do this podcast together, Uncle Kevin. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you, Fran. I actually got a bit of a cold because I just had a flight back from New York a couple of days ago, and I think I caught... Ooh! Ooh, yeah, it was fantastic. I got... And now I'm retired, I can do things like this. I had 10 days in New York, and I saw, personal record, 11 plays. 11 plays! Amazing. Holy 11 moly. Plays. That is a lot of plays. And, and the That's worst one a huge was huge amount. It's a huge amount, and the worst one was great, and some of them were absolutely spectacular. And, and unusual in okay. New York, as many play. actually, we saw more plays than we did musicals. So it's very really? rich at the moment. That surprises me. Yeah, it's very rich at the moment. Well, I mean, this leads us perfectly into this week's interview with the wonderful Vicky Stone. She is well entrenched in this sector of the creative arts. She not only is a performer herself, but she directs, creates, screenwrites, plays music. Oh, my goodness. Uncle Kevin, I don't know if you felt it when you listened to her interview, but being there in front of her, listening to her stories, wow, the passion and the determination and the focus just came beaming out of her. I was like, how does she do it all as was the first thing I was like bowled over by but just so impressive to to be in the room with somebody so creative and so dedicated to the arts it's just it's so impressive Uncle Kevin it really is the uh, you know I've said before I know we, we don't really get into religion in this this podcast but it is about spirituality and mm. for me the nature of the human being is to be creative. Uh, in mm. the Judaic Christian tradition, the first thing we hear about the divine is God created. And, and the, the great thing about any, actually any human, if you look back at the, the great humans of, of history, they were all creators, the great ones. They may have created empires or cities. They may have done it through means that we might not really appreciate. But then you've got the, the, the inventors, all of whom are creators, obviously, as well as all the mm. arts creators. So when you look back at history, the, the people who have shaped history are creators. And whether mm. it's in the arts or in cooking or gardening or whatever, that energy is the, for me, is, is the divine spark that's within every human. So it is really mm. about what's becoming more human is, is to find your creativity whatever that might be well she she created the screenplay of hey dougie which is a famous children's cartoon and my my little nephew otis 
went to watch it live at the age of, I think, like just just at one, maybe one and a bit. Um, he's seen it twice by the age of two. You know, his first ever sort of theatre production. And soon as it finished, he cried his eyes out, like like full blown sobbing. You know, like you've just you know you've taken everything away from him basically, and yeah. he didn't know what to do with his life. And I think that's what I. I love about theatre and live theatre, even at that young age, the way it impacts you and the way it stays with you and how it makes you feel. It's often, you know, we go through life not connecting to that part of ourselves, I think. And, you know, life is serious. You know, we have things to do. I'm a busy person. You know, I've got to get these things done. I've got to do X, Y and Z. And st just stopping, taking that time to go and see a play, go and see a screenplay, go and see a musical, seeing it in live in action really impacts you and I think it speaks to your soul and just watching you know a one-year-old who can't really speak to be that moved by something I feel that's quite something quite special that we I can't put my finger on but I, I kind of want to bottle that up and have it every day is my Kool-Aid <laughs> you know that would be great you could sell that if you could find a way to do that and bottle it up and sell it you would make a million dollars very quickly um <laughs> The na our human nature, when you look, again, if you look back at history, every culture knows who it is because of the stories it tells. Mm. Every person thinks they know who they are because of the stories they tell in their own mind or the stories the adults tell them who are around them. Mm. And so the way the human brain is built is to find meaning and find patterns in stories mm. so it really is the basis of a lot of spiritual direction and also most um, therapy in a sense what you're trying to do is say what is the story you're living with what is your story of who you are and, and the reason as adults we can do that is because as children we're given lots of stories uh, whether it's Vicky's pantomime stories and mm. uh, uh, Dick Whittington and Puss in Boots and all the rest of them, or whether it's the stories of this is the way our family always has a vacation or this is the way our family relates to one another. We're always telling each other stories, which is why it's sometimes as adults very hard to get to the truth, <laughs> whatever that might be, because we've wrapped all the facts in stories. Mm. This is why the stories we tell are incredibly important because they can either suppress the truth, otherwise known as politics, but I won't get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or, or they augment the truth. And all the mm. best fairy tales try to augment the truth. And by truth, I also mean augment the goodness. And, and so that's how we, we learn who we are, by adopting the stories. Mm. I think as well, it just reminded me to to make more space and time for the arts. And I feel like we've touched on this in the last few episodes, this idea of like childlike play, creativity. It goes back to all those kind of themes I feel we've discussed over the last few weeks. And, you know, we're, we're really coming into summertime um, at the moment um, in the UK. Finally, we've had some sunshine for the first time in what feels like 12 months. 
it's been a long, long winter. And it, I feel naturally a bit more creative. You know, you're outside a bit more, you're seeing the flowers, you're feeling a bit more enriched and talking with Vicky, understanding her creative process and what that looks like and to be somebody who's operating at a very, very high level. It was just, it was very awe-inspiring. And there's a local theatre near where I live, um, back up in the countryside. And it's it's reminded me I'm going to go and book in and support the local arts. It doesn't need to be a big thing. I've got to go and book a big snazzy London play or anything. So for me, it's like just looking locally, like who can I support and making sure that I connect back in because, because it does, it connects back in with yourself and and as you know, you've just seen 11 plays. You must have so much chat for days across the dinner table now, Uncle Kevin. Oh, yes. There are, there are stories I can tell about the stories. Um, yeah. So um, maybe another time we'll go into some of those. They were quite magnificent. I want to maybe suggest we, or that people can approach this <clears throat> from the other angle. How many people listening today think adulting is fun? I don't know a single uh, adult who thinks adulting is really fun. Adulting is work, right? And so we have this idea that we have to be adults, and, and absolutely we do, yes. The world, the world should not be run by children. But we also need to remember to let go of this adulting. Yes, and, so and, true. And attach other things. Now, in terms of couple relationships um just to sort of do a sidebar into that it's not unusual in within a couple where one party is very good at being the adult and one party is very good at being the child and what tends to happen mm -hmm. is the adult ends up taking all the responsibilities and all the discipline questions and looking after the financing and after 10 years gets completely burnt out and wants a divorce so that's the yes. other reason for balancing being the adult and being the child. No one should have to be an adult all the time. It's exhausting. Yeah, so I agree. In our relationships, we have to have that negotiation and say, sweetie, it's your turn to be the adult. I'm bleep, bleep, bleep tired well, of being actually, the adult. I need to be the kid again. Well, Uncle Kevin, you know, first, there's two things on that. First of all, this morning, I had that conversation with myself because my life is getting personally very busy and serious in lots of ways at the moment. And it could be perceived as very serious. But I did have a word with myself, Uncle Kevin, during my med meditation session this morning to say, just keep finding the fun, keep finding the light in, in it all as you go, because the seriousness that you're experiencing now as my career is evolving, it could all change again tomorrow. So, so try and be the constant in your own life. So for me, I want to be that constant and I know who I am, what my values are and try and keep it in that steady pace because otherwise it takes over you and, you know, you blink and miss 10 years and, you know, you think you've adulted very well, but then before you know it, you might be getting divorced. <laughs> you've missed everything else. But actually on your point as well to the adulting, Uncle Kevin, my husband and I, we had this conversation about mental load. That's what we call it. Taking on the mental load, which is a lot of what I feel adulting is about suddenly. Because to adult well, it's kind of running an efficient household where 
the, the menial jobs are getting done without it being a big hoo-ha and you're still having fun and you're still, you know, finding time to see 11 plays <laughs> at the same time. So we call it the mental load. And I, and we, I had this chat with my husband and I just said, look, just want you to know these are the things that I have to think about in a month. I, I, I actually don't tell you because I'm happy to do it and I don't really think twice about it. But actually, I think if I can share these with you now, it's going to help you see the actual planning and the things that go in that you think, oh, that's always just in the fridge. You know, there's always butter in the fridge. Well, there's not. Somebody buys it. <laughs> it doesn't just appear. Um, but we talk about the as it, the mental load. I think that's a really nice reference point. I heard it a while ago. A comedian referenced it and I just quite liked it because it's not like I'm stressed out. Would you just do the dishwasher and, you know, be an adult, pull your weight? It's like the mental load right now is is a lot um, and I think that's a nice way of phrasing it without having to kind of cause an argument. One of the ways I like to look at this is pointing out to people that <clears throat> you mentioned your your, your nephew, Otis. Uh, he's now nearly two. Yes, two. Two. Just over two. Just yeah. over two. Otis, whether he realizes it or not, is already making unconscious uh, decisions. I wouldn't say choices because he doesn't have the mental capacity to make a choice. But he's he's working out what works and what doesn't work, how to get what he wants. Mm. He's working out how to play the adults around him to make sure he gets what he wants. And we have that capacity very early in life. But what that means is he's making choices about who he might be. I, I happen to know Otis is a firstborn. And firstborns, because as a firstborn, you're also the only child. Firstborns tend to be brought up in a world of other adults. And so firstborns tend to be very adultish because that's the way to blend in with the tribe and, and to be perceived as being one of the gang who's got power and authority. Mm. Um, sorry to interject, Uncle Effect Kevin. He is actually just on his summer holidays at the moment. And my sister did say he just lay on the sunbed with his arms behind his head to say he was just having a rest. Yeah, he's too. He's and that's what adults. <laughs> that's what humans do. We mimic the adults. Uh, yes, I saw recently some very funny stuff either on YouTube or Facebook or something, where the little son was literally on the beach, and, and his dad was deliberately doing different things, and the, and the kid would absolutely copy dad. Whatever dad <laughs> did, the little boy did. I mean, he was probably about three. So what's happening inside? is that little brain is working out who I who I need to be in the world to pass to to get what I you know what I want and that means there's a whole slew of things that that little brain is saying oh you don't do that you don't do that and you don't do this and so play is where we go and unpack that cupboard of things we put away that says we don't do and start saying well you know now maybe I could do what would it be like if I did X, Y, and Z, or Z, I should say, and um, explored those bits of myself that it wasn't anybody else's fault. I just subconsciously thought I would get by in the world a lot better if I didn't do X, Y, or B. And, and so play is about unpacking the potentiality within our natural being. And of course, like all potentiality, when we, when we start doing something, we're usually not very good at it, which is a big challenge for adults because 
as adults, we don't like to be seen to fail. Mm, true, very true. Finger painting sucks. You know, <laughs> if you're doing finger painting with your nephew or niece or your child, and and, and theirs is better than yours, that really sucks. It really sucks, Uncle Kevin, because I was on the trampoline with my nieces the other day and my mum was watching and my niece was asking me to do the, a front flip, which honestly I thought nothing of because I've done this a million times. I grew up with a trampoline. I'm all, I, kn- I know trampolines, but I'm also, you know, not 13 anymore and I'm heading on for 40. And mum was howling laughing because she was just so embarrassed for me about how terrible I was. That little part of me just couldn't fail, so I just stayed on there as long as I could to keep getting better and better and better. <laughs> I wasn't going to let it defeat me. The next day, boy, did I ache, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> that got the better of me. That that ten well, she's only eight, but she certainly got the better of me. And isn't it wonderful that we can laugh about this? Because yeah. this, this is the nature of being human. And and yes, as we get older, there's things that we probably can't do the same as we did. You know. 20, 40, 60 years ago, in my case. The challenge is not to judge ourselves. The challenge is to say, gosh, mm. I ache, but that was fun. That, and so, you know, to go back to where's the fun, where's the joy? And that's one of the great things of playing with children at a certain age when you can be one with them. Yeah. And they're even leading the game. It's, it is sheer joy, and it's not just happiness. Joy is different from happiness, as I said at your wedding. Joy comes from that place which it is, it's not put on. It, it's, it's from the center. It's from the very spirit of our being. That's where joy comes. Mm. But like you said, Uncle Ken, that feeling slowly dissipates the older you get and the slightly grumpier you get because life sometimes feels well, quite often, I think, some feels bloody hard. Oh, and it is. That's not a lie. It is bloody hard. Mm. And then for most of us, I won't say most of the time, but, you know, it's rare that three or four months go by and there's not another hurdle to get over or some roadblock that throws itself in your way and you, you have to make difficult decisions and all the rest of it. It, it sucks. Adulting, unless we are very, very lucky, adulting, sucks and which is even more Mm. reason why we should look for the antidote which is not to stop adulting but to balance it with all the things that that in a sense vicky was talking about i mean i don't know when the last time was you went to see a pantomime Uh, uh, yeah definitely a few years ago while we we saw a play called peter pan goes wrong (laughs) and there's actually a play in london it may be in london as well now there's a play that actually has been around Britain, and I know it's been around Britain, called The Play That Goes Wrong. And it is literally a production of a play where things just keep going wrong. And it is hysterical. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a pantomime as such. This production yeah. of Japan, obviously, is a pantomime. Okay. And, you know, apart from anything else, you've got people flying through the air. Well, you, know, you can have a lot of fun when the flying machine goes wrong. It was amazing <laughs> that no one got seriously hurt doing the hijinks that they were doing. But the audience were absolutely hooting. They oh, were howling. They were booing Captain Hook and cheering the crocodile and behaving in an appropriate way like children. So not childish, 
but childlike. Mm. Somebody commented, we were there with some friends, and someone commented, you know, we'd all been laughing and smiling so much. Someone said, you could work through, walk through a field of people with bubonic plague at the moment, and your endorphins are so high, you wouldn't catch a thing. <laughs> I love that. But laughter <laughs> is healing. It is. Laughter is the cheapest medicine. I agree. I I only want to watch things on the TV that make me laugh because I need I I need that. It's it, it's for me personally. It's a great switch off as well, and it gets your mind thinking differently, and and you let go of the day much much more quickly when suddenly you break into laughter. I I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but while I was a hospice chaplain. I did a one-day workshop on laughter therapy for people yes, with terminal yeah. diseases. And the lady again who gave it was Dr. Annette Goodhart. Who would not want a doctor called Goodhart? And <laughs> she was, she, the lecture was brilliant. The entire workshop was excellent. But the point was very serious, especially for people either that have terminal diseases or family members who are caring for them. If we don't remember to laugh we will forget how to cry. Mm. And that's also one of the penalties of being an adult. We suppress not just one set of feelings, we suppress all of our feelings. And while it's not appropriate to express all our feelings all the time without a filter, that's just being childish, uh, having a tantrum, but it is not appropriate to suppress everything and never let it out, never find a safety valve and a truth valve, and a balance. And we've talked so many times in this podcast about finding a balance for our lives. Each person will be, of course, slightly different. But, you know, mm. going to a panto is good medicine. You know, if you don't have a kid or a nephew or niece, borrow one, or actually, you know, just dress up like a 10-year-old and go on your own. Um, you'd be amazed how much fun you might have and how much lighter you feel afterwards. And, and at a deeper level, not just at the, the sheer joy and laughter of being in the moment, it's a reminder of these stories that are deep within us that always, always end up with good, winning over bad, and people living happily ever after. We, we haven't quite come to that point in the world yet. But we, what it does give us is hope. And we have to, I believe, we have to remember where hope is in our lives. What we, what we need to remember is to remember how to play like a child and, and just remember that in those days we were happy. Very, I hope at least your childhood was happy. There were moments in your childhood that were happy. You certainly didn't have all the worries you have as an adult as a child we need to balance our lives with that joy with that source of hope and with that generosity because uh, like your nieces and nephew they will happily let adults join in the game within all of us there is that child that somehow we shut down and part of becoming a full human being is to let that child out of the cupboard and to explore the things that that child shut down for themselves uh, and say, you know, you can do that as well. Mm, totally. Yeah, I, 
I think you're right, Uncle Kevin. We do need to, we all need to just not take everything so blimmin' seriously all the time. Relax and, and not judge others for for the way they want to lead their lives and, and vice versa. We just all need to be a bit kinder in that aspect and let go. Without a doubt, everybody is fairly uptight. Everyone has so many stresses and it's hard to, it's hard to find that, but it's just nice to be reminded, you know, to, to listen to that to that podcast with Vicky, to, to listen to your words today, Uncle Kevin. Just a little small reminder just to go and find, even if it's just five minutes, go and have a good laugh in the mirror. It'll do something to, to, to switch it up. But Uncle Kevin, thank you so much for this evening's chat. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm going to go and find a play or a piece of art to go and book performance to go and watch um so that's my homework thank you uncle kevin you are most welcome and i hope you find something great we can talk about another time i'm francesca Donellan, and you've been listening to becoming more human the podcast you can follow becoming more human on instagram subscribe rate and review the podcast on your podcast apps such as spotify apple amazon and google and don't forget to check out our website for exclusive audio content on becomingmorehuman.co.uk. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.